Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. J-Rod Concerts family, good morning. Emergency episode here because we have our 2022 nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, we just got it fresh of the oven and we are joined by Jason Hanley, our friend of the show. Of course, wonderful guy, vice president of education and visitor engagement at the Rock Hall. And we're going to analyze the whole nine yards. But let's go through the list really quickly, guys. We got Beck, Pat Benatar, Kate Bush, Devo, Duran Duran, Eminem, Eurythmics, Judas Priest, Fela Kuti, MC5, New York Dolls, Dolly Parton, Rage Against the Machine, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, A Tribe Called Quest, and Dionne Warwick. Now, I know that there's a lot to unpack there, so we will do that with Jason. Really quickly, um, to be eligible for nomination, an individual artist or band must have released its first commercial recording at least 25 years prior to the year of the nomination. Um, seven out of the 17 nominees are on the ballot for the first time, including Beck, Eminem, Duran Duran, Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, and A Tribe Called Quest. And this is Eminem's first year of eligibility as well. And lastly, guys, before we throw it to the interview, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame offers fans the opportunity to participate in the induction selection with the 2022 induction fan vote sponsored by Ohio. Find it here. So today, February 2nd through April 29, fans can vote every day at vote.rockhall.com or at the museum in Cleveland. The top five artists, as selected by the public, will comprise a fans ballot that will be tallied along with other ballots to select the inductees. So let's get on with it. Jason Hanley of The Rock Hall to talk about the nominees. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Jamie, Jason, so good to see you, man. Good morning. Jason Hanley, Vice President of Education, Visitor Engagement at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and one of our audience favorite guests and our good pal, Jason Hanley. Look at you, man. Great to see you, Jamie. In fact, the last time you and I talked was in person because you were in Cleveland for the 2021 Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Absolutely. An absolutely epic time, Jason. (laughs) You look fantastic as always. What a morning, Jason Hanley. And can you believe we're here again, first of all, how time just passes? I know. It's amazing, right? uh, It seems like we just finished the 2021 inductions and here we are with our 2022 nominees and i will say the window is a little bit shorter because it used to be okay the inductions in the spring we wouldn't announce the new nominees until later in the fall so now that window has gotten a little bit a little bit tighter together that makes sense okay so i wasn't daydreaming okay good right. good totally. good good jason okay great thanks for clarifying that and before we get to the nominees just a quick reminder that to be eligible to for the nomination uh, an individual artist or band must have released its first commercial recording at least 25 years right prior that's right, exactly. Okay, so let's go quickly through the list. Jason, I know you have a busy day and we appreciate your time as always. We have, Be- I mean, look at this list. Beck, Pat Vanatar, Kate Bush, Devo, Duran Duran, Eminem, The Eurythmics, Judas Priest, Fela Kuti, 
MC5, New York Dolls, Dolly Parton, Race Against the Machine, Rage Against the Machine, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, A Tribe Called Quest, and Dion Warwick. Jason, we joke about it every year, but like we do it for a reason. Help us just like unpack this, like overview. Yeah, <clears throat> I think what is so exciting, and I think we've been seeing this, you know, you and I talked about this with even last year's list of nominees. We're seeing a much, much wider group of styles and sounds and types of artists being represented in these Rock Hall nominations and quite frankly, in the inductions too. And I think that's a sign of, you know, what you just got at. It's 25 years since their first album. So really we're looking at artists from the 80s and 90s at this point. Yeah. And what we're seeing a lot more inclusion of, if you look at this list, most of these artists had their peak period of their career starting in the 80s and 90s, not earlier than that. So because of that, that's the period where you've got so many different sounds and styles coming out. You've got artists trying new things, you know, bending genres into different ideas, pushing things forward with MTV and music video. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're just seeing this list that's really exciting in many ways. It represents so many things. So if you say, you know, I'm just this type of fan, there's maybe one or two artists on the list. But if you're a fan of rock and roll and all its different sounds, you just got to look at this and say, wow, what a cool list of, of people here. Amazing. So in many ways, Jason, I would think this is a really fun time to do what you do with the Rock Hall because, you know, obviously the Chuck Berries and the Elvis and the Beatles, that's taken care of. And yeah. now it becomes like a really malleable, like interesting, like living thing, right? Yeah, that's right. And now you can start digging into all these interesting things. You know, you've got some artists on here that were massive chart topping successes, right? Yeah. You know, uh, Pat Benatar, Duran Duran. You've got artists who were experimental and pushing the boundaries like Devo or Kate Bush. You've got international superstars like Fela Kuti who were taking Afropop and new ideas. And, uh, you know, and then bands who were, um, again, experimenting and pushing the political boundary like Rage Against the Machine or Tribe Called Quest who were getting right. messages. Or just even classic, incredible singer, songwriters and musicians like Dolly Parton. Carly Simon or Dionne Warwick even. And I, I think for, like you said, for those of us who work at the museum and love digging into the history, this is a really exciting group of people. And it was, you know, when we heard the list, you know, just shortly beforehand and had to start putting together all the materials for, you know, uh, yeah. the website and for everything else at the museum, we were excited. We were like, all right, this is, it's kind of fun for us. We could dig oh, into yeah. all these different sounds and, and uh, careers of these different groups. Absolutely, Jason. Let me ask you about a few of the nominees here. Um, just a few that like just pique my interest. Dolly Parton. Let's start with Dolly Parton, right? Because I mean, some say the first question many people are going to say is like Dolly Parton's country. You know, she, in Nashville here, she's like lower, but she is like spare us the outrage. She is everything that rock and roll is about, isn't she, Jason? She really is. And I think you're absolutely right, Jamie. And, you know, it's, it's the type of thing where you say certain artists are always going to come from one area or another. And I think Dolly's an interesting one because it may be one of the first times the Rock Hall now in our nominations has dipped into more of a artist who's, you know, seen as, as a country artist where there's plenty of people who are inducted. You think of Johnny Cash or Hank Williams and the early influences. But I think you're right. Dolly sort of transcends that idea of just being country. You know, her songs that she's written, this is a woman who's written over 5,000 songs and they've yeah. been covered by everyone from, you know, I mean, Whitney Houston, obviously the first that comes to mind, I Will Always Love You, became a smash international hit. Yeah. Um, Jolene, covered by so many rock artists. 
And Dolly covered a lot of rock songs too. You can listen to her catalog and she does a, a mean job on, on, you know, she's got a cover of Stairway to Heaven that she does at one point. That's really good, you know? Unbelievable. And I think her ability to just be such a great performer and like you said, her style, everything about her is kind of rock star, right? I mean, she she kind of brought the rock star into country in many ways. 100%, Jason, well said. So Eminem, obviously, you know, his impact is undeniable, single yeah. best-selling artist of the 2000s, 15-time Grammy Award winner. But Jason, like thinking about Eminem, his later albums, and, and I'm talking, let's say from, uh, you know, 2009, like Relapse, all the way to now, those in a way are like maybe his most impactful and some of his best work, aren't they? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, those early records of his are the ones that, you know, like you said, best-selling artist. I mean, that's amazing to think about, right? For a guy who was taking hip-hop, he was in the hip-hop genre, but he was early on kind of marketed to alternative rock audiences and was all over the place. Uh, but he, from the very beginning, you know, even working with Dr. Dre, had this incredible style. And what he was able to do is find his own voice, right? So once he starts making records where he's talking about these sort of personal issues, he's looking at these larger sort of demons that we all have in society and we deal with. And he wasn't afraid to be much more directly political in what he was saying and putting out there. And, and because he's known as a controversial artist, I think he doesn't feel like he has any boundaries. He can push the limits constantly and put out incredible material. And I agree with you. I think some of his recent work uh, is just so good and really shows an artist who matured and was able to take that skill level he had early on and go to a whole new place with it. A hundred percent, Jason. And man, we love, we could talk to you for 17 hours. Thank you for your time, Jason. <laughs> but okay, let me ask you about one more, the New York Dolls. Uh, yeah. I love the Dolls, right? But, it, you know, looking at the Dolls' career, I mean, many labels were scared of like, you know, the way they dressed and their vulgarity as well. But they were punk before like almost anybody else. It's almost like they were like way too ahead of their time, right? Like a little, like a lot. Yeah, and I think that's maybe even one of the reasons why they have been on the ballot a number of times and not been inducted yet. Uh, it's because they're sort of in this period where they're clearly in their early days drawing on rock and roll which yeah. all punk was. The Ramones were doing that. The Sex Pistols were doing that. The Clash was doing that. Yeah. But the New York Dolls were so early, they were shifting into what would become punk. Again, yeah. they were, you know, their dress and style was playing with gender boundaries and pushing the limits there. Um, sure. Many people forget that Malcolm McLaren actually came to the U.S. and managed the New York Dolls for a short time. Hmm. And when he went back to England and said, I want to, I want to start a band and manage a band, that band became the Sex Pistols. So there's direct there influence, right? I mean, and, um, you know, David Johansson, just such an incredible singer. Um, so I think the New York Dolls often get forgotten about because people jump right to early punk rock. Yeah. But the New York Dolls are the band that really set up that transition. You can think of the Velvet Underground was very similar, right? Absolutely. Velvet Underground maybe more on the experimental noise side, but the New York Dolls on the just rock and roll and blasting out great tunes. And I think, you know, that's why they keep coming back on the ballot. Clearly the nominating committee thinks this is a piece of rock and roll history that needs to be recognized. And they're very unique in that. They fit in a really small group of bands who help transition from rock to punk. Definitely. I have a soft spot for them. I really hope they, they get a little momentum this year, Jason. And um, okay, let me ask you about a few big names. So a few names returned from last year's ballot, Devo and Kate Bush. But let me ask you about some that didn't, you know, uh, why do some big names 
you know, just fell off the ballot this year, if you don't mind enlightening us, like must have been a really close call there. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's an interesting thing. And it, you bring up a great point. There are some artists who maybe, you know, even do well in the fan vote one year and then don't come back the next year. But then they do eventually show up. Pat Benatar is a good one this year who was who did very well in the fan vote and did very well among people being excited about it, didn't get induction and then was not on the ballot for a year and now is back again. And I think go. it's this idea to sort of cycle through to, right, not just to keep putting the same people on the ballot every year, but making sure that an artist who does do well or people are interested in it doesn't quite make it has another chance to come on. And then there's others where, again, I think the nominating committee just keeps coming back to, you know, an artist they really believe, you know, should definitely be inducted. Now, we'll see where that goes in the future. You know, I was really excited. You and I talked about it, in fact, last year, an artist like LO Cool J who had oh, been yeah. on the ballot a number of times and was able to get in under, uh, you know, the uh, Musical Excellence Award. And how I great think, was he the entire weekend, by uh, the way? He, I, I think he, like, he, he took over Cleveland. Yeah, you know? agreed. <laughs> and you, you were at the museum when he was up on stage with us yeah. during the day at the museum. He made a great speech there just to the crowd who was in-house talking about how great it was to be honored. Uh, I was backstage with him even, and you could see just even how excited he was to be with the Go-Go's you know, to talk to Clarence Avant, who was, you know, this uh, yeah. guy who was such an important part of music management and, and helping other artists. Um, so, yeah, someone like LL Cool J, you could just tell he was so excited to be inducted and really embraced the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it's cool to see that. So I think you'll see, you know, some of, if your favorite artist didn't get back on, we've talked about one of the ones I keep saying I would love to see inducted is Iron Maiden. Well, this year we got Judas Priest. Let's see if Priest has a chance to get in in that new uh, new wave of British heavy metal. And then maybe we'll swing back to Iron Maiden. I love it. I love it, Jason. Man, you've been so good with your time. Thank you. Obviously, yeah, the fan boat is open now, right? Through April open 29th. now. Go on. It's already started. I checked it before I came on here. Cool. So it's open. Go to rockhall.com and you can log in every day and vote for your favorite and, and help out those artists that you're really interested in. I think you know the fan vote gets an official ballot that gets cast at the end of the process but it also brings a lot of attention to the artists that you're interested in. So those names get talked about even by people who have ballots and are voters. Yeah. I know a lot of them look now at the fan vote to say, Hey, I, I might consider voting for this artist. I can see how much the fans are coming out and supporting them. Amazing. Jason, I can't let you go without asking you Baker Mayfield. What do we do with Baker? Do we pay him? <laughs> I say, keep him. I, I'll say keep go him. on record. You know, I think the Browns are, the fans are forgetting we had several seasons where we only won one game across like two or three seasons. Baker was injured. The team was sort of in a mess. My vote, Jamie, let's hang on to him. Give him another season and see where he goes. That's, that's go. my official opinion. Jason Hanley, we love you. You know that. Have a great day. Get some coffee. Thanks for everything you do, Jason. We appreciate you so much, man. Thank you, Jamie. Right back at you. Great seeing you, man. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.